Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? So yeah, like, talk about walks yourself. on the beat. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics, 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. We're going to order some pizza. Yeah, we're going to order food, too. Just take your shirt off. Back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Joe Sway Pavone, that's me. I'm back. I'm back. So Thank God, you. bro. Last what? week I was. Leave you guys to yourselves for one day. It didn't, and it was. For one day. I know. I know. Sorry, Joel, man. I tell you to hold the fort down for one day. I held it. He I held it down as best as I could, here. bro. <laughs> I held it down as best I as I like could. He never. I don't even know uh, what. Listen, it was a, it was a great episode. It was short, straight to the point. We, we made our predictions. I literally woke up the next morning and thought we talked about the World Cup. But Everybody I'll loved you on YouTube. I'll leave it at that. It was hey. an entertaining one. Good. Entertaining one. Good, good, good. But it's good to be back. That's why that's, course. you know. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> I mean, the Celtics got a 3-2 lead. How was that How was that trip, bro? Got game six. Woo! It was good. It was good. It wasn't bad. I mean. Oh, uh, let's, let's actually, let's actually talk about the game. monkey in the room. Let's talk about the monkey in the room. What's that? Do I, want me the to trip? bring it up? How many, uh. Playoff games have you covered away from the TD Garden? Oh, Jesus. You guys didn't even realize this until I Yep, this but you said it. How many games have you covered in your career? Six. How many games have the Celtics won? Uh, zero. But yes, I'm not going to that is zero and six. six. So that is zero and six. Sway has traveled with the Celtics six times in his career, and they have won zero of the games. I was with him one time, too, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. Sway, Sway and Joel are to blame. Hey, game four. I thought it was gonna the streak was gonna be broken, but it, it, it lives on. It lives Did on. Not. Nope. But but tonight's game, I won't be there. So maybe Celtics could pull it together. We'll talk about that, of course. We'll preview game six. Marcus Smart just completely changed You're the You're not flying anywhere, man. I've already put I you on the no fly list, bro. I've I called in bomb going. threats in hey, every listen, country under your name. Listen, I'm gonna let Sean get on his high horse later on because he uh two weeks ago said the Celtics can't win the series without Marcus Smart. So I'll let you get on your high horse and talk about what Marcus Smart meant, well, of course, I mean, to the game five. Victory for the Celtics. Joel was on all Joel, he also he Joel also said, uh, it. "What's up?" No, he also last episode did say that the Celtics would win in in six. So, regardless, we didn't know that Marcus Smart was going to come back at that point. Yeah, so. well, Sean was in rare form last episode, so I, mm-hmm. I don't know about rare, but, but at the end of the day, I'll give him props <laughs> because <laughs> maybe well done. I don't know about rare, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I'll give him props because I, boiler I, I never thought that Marcus Smart would would would. Change the outcome of a game. How have you never thought that? I've this literally series, been screaming at your face. In this series, he was projected to year. play, if not game six, game seven. 
Okay, maybe he was going to impact the, one of those right. games. But in my opinion, come on, game five? You saw that coming in game five? No, I didn't know he was going to be back game five. I mean, I saw the Celtics winning game five regardless, but I didn't think that he would come back as if he had never missed a step. So we'll break that down, of course. And we'll talk about this uh, article from ESPN. What, the Black Panther dies in Avengers? Oh, my God. Before we started recording, Sean's like convinced to go and ruin the Avengers. So, spoiler alert for you guys who haven't seen the Avengers, which is probably 95% of our I haven't seen listeners. the Avengers. I, I know, but you're going to say things that are going to make I'm gonna people think I'm going to say mad that random. True. Yes. So, I don't think that's. T'Challa's still alive. I don't think it's a good thing to do. T'Challa's still alive. And he doesn't like whack ass potato salad. <laughs> you better not put the, cra- the cranberries in the potato salad. <laughs> or the raisins, too. Or the raisins. <laughs> For all you Caucasian women out there in your potato salad. This white woman does not season her food. And she will probably add something unnecessary like raisins. I know, right? <laughs> something tells me that I should say. Say it! Oh, hell no, nah, Karen. <laughs> Keep your brand ass potato salad to yourself. Oh, so let me guess. <laughs> I, I think I figured this out. No paprika. Uh, no, nope, paprika. nope, that's right. Well, none, none of that. <laughs> I love how we say these references. With just a, with just a, a pinch of salt. <laughs> people know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> they better. That was, I'm, I, I was, this, is, this is a straight T'Challa quote. I don't know what, you know, if you guys are a fan of Black Panther, you should know. He dies in the Avengers. <laughs> Stop saying that's, that. It's that's fake true. news. We don't know not that. I mean, we can either confirm or deny. Yeah, and if he does, either way, stop saying that. We we apologize. We we we, we really don't know. All right, so we got this article, ESPN, uh, Bakwai Leonard, possible destinations. One of them is actually another thing that Sean predicted. So, geez, Sean's two for two already. And Stevie Wonder is not blind, dude. There we go. Uh, now he's two for three. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so we'll get into that. We'll talk about the possible destination for Kawhi Leonard and which one would be best for both parties involved. But it was more like first, like him throwing it out there. Like, how, how about this? And we, me and Sway were like, hmm. So next topic. <laughs> <laughs> but first things first. Let's talk about, of course, what happened in uh, game five before we preview game six, guys. I mean, of course, Marcus Smart made a big impact. Al Horford made a big impact. Shemmy Ojale got the start. Shemmy. Aaron Baines. We were shitting on that. We were that. completely against shitting that Shitting on that. I mean, we are, you guys know, if you're you know, listeners, we have a group text, and we instantly, what was it, before even tip-off, I think, or moments into tip-off, now, after when, tip-off, when they showed we the, were completely against. All three of us were, were against. The starting lineup, I was like, Shemmy? <laughs> no, but I did like what you said. I, like, I, did, I did like what you said, Sean. It's like, is he the uh, 2018 Jonas Jarebko? And I was like, hey, Stevens is known to make a little tweak in here and there, he, he especially in the first round of playoff second games. Of year, he's done this in the yeah. first round. He's made a dramatic change. And I thought he was going to guard more Middleton and not yeah. the Greek freak. No, so he, he did a great job. Threw me yeah. off completely. Yeah, I was going to say, well, here's the question. Yeah, exactly. Did he rattle Giannis or did Giannis just have a, a you know, he just didn't take as many I shots? I think a Giannis, little bit of both. Giannis was a yeah. bitch in game five. Like, well, I mean, literally, like, <laughs> he 10 shots. Shot. How do you take 10 shots? That's the thing. He shot, as a, he shot at a high percentage, but yeah, he just didn't did, take more than 10 shots. Did Shemi take more shots than Giannis? I don't even know. He, uh, <laughs> it was close. It was probably close. I think at the end of the day, a lot of it had to do with team defense. But, but, yeah. but Shemi... Plus, he, he was the one that stayed in front of him the most. That and so you, you, you uh, move Horford to the five. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's so much Shemi. I think it's so it's more of like the Bucks don't have a true five. I mean, no. Thonmaker, 
They try with is the, the closest you can get from it, but like they try with on, starting lineup. They like, try with Zeller. They've no, tried multiple. John, John Henson's their true five, and yeah. he, he's injured. Mm-hmm. He's not playing. So I mean, I, I think Stevens made a good good decision. I mean, crazy decision. I would have started Smart. I would have started, uh, you know, I don't know Morris. I would have started a bunch of other people over Shemi, but Semi. I don't like saying Shemi. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds weird when I say it too. I know. Sounds weird when you say it also. It also looks weird when we text it to each other. Okay, so how will we do that? <laughs> you put the H in Ojale, there. There you go. Number 37. What sounds better? Ojale was fine. I think Ojale is yeah. good. Yeah, let's go with that. So when, when, if, you, if you put an Ojale, I mean, you put an Ojale over Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart, and it pays off. I mean, I really think it comes down to, because my one of my biggest pet peeves was like, the first play of the game was drawn up for an Ojale corner three. And I was like, come on. Really? Like, that's that's what we're going to do. We're going to start this guy, and we're going to force feed him down your throat. But well, then, I mean, then they got off to a slow start in that game. They did. I mean, both teams did. But I think I think that was good to, you know, get that out of the way for him right. and just play defense. That's more why he was in there to begin with. So, literally, before the game, we were shitting all over Brad for doing that. I mean, afterwards, how do we feel? I mean, I feel like. Ojale is like a Ojale is like a I don't know he he's an okay four defender he's like he he can do a little bit of damage and I think it changes the whole scheme of defense. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is in the switches. You know, like Baines used to fall behind a bit. You know, it's hard for him to keep up, especially if he ends up on a switch where he's guarding a guard up. You know, at the perimeter. Whereas you have Ojale, he can keep up with those guys. Can keep up with Bledsoe. He can keep up with you know uh, Middleton. Baines, on the other hand, you know, I, I just was, I didn't like the move because I thought he did a really good job in Game Four. I think that's something that a lot of people didn't talk about. I thought Baines was solid. I yeah, thought I think that Baines been solid all, all he series. He was as best of a rim protector as he's been all series. Yeah, that was the best game he's, he turned in all series. That and uh, Monroe. Monroe had a DMP and he barely played in Game Four in Milwaukee when he put in a double double in Game Three. So well, I, think, I think he's just I going think, smaller. Well, and I, I think, think you're finding you're finding out like. I don't know. Like when we got Monroe, I said I was I was a little bit worried that Monroe was one of those ancient NBA players. Like you look at some of his stats, yeah, the stats may be there, but does he really fit the new age NBA? I don't think he does. Like Monroe just you know, he's not gonna just go down there and bang and then try to yeah, spot with, up or run a pick and roll. No, he's, I know he's but not but, that type of big man. But without without Monroe though, the Celtics don't finish in the second seed. That's tough. All right, that last that last Fine. month and a half with, without Kyrie, but you can't count on him in the playoffs. I think that's what I'm getting at. I think when it comes to this series, Stevens yeah. always is always matchup based. You know, as the series progresses, okay. he makes switches. He realizes what works best, and that's exactly what he did. I mean, hey, I give him props because going into this one, I was starting to think to myself, and I brought this up to both of you guys. I'm like, is Stevens getting a little bit out coached here? Up until obviously before tip off, I was thinking to myself, look, no, you said it, Prunty. No, I did. Yeah, Prunty made the adjustments he needed to make. He incorporated Thonmaker. He finally, you know, gave um, Jabari Parker the green light. Jabari Parker finally started playing over twenty minutes, and he was seeing results out of both of those guys. And that yeah. that completely changed the complexion of the series. And then going into Game Five, everyone's like, "Okay, you know, Smart's back, so we got that coming out of the, you know off the bench." But no one anticipated him to shake up the starting lineup. And Ojale, I almost said it. <laughs> he said that he found out 20 minutes before tip-off he was going to be starting. Well, so this was really last minute. Yeah, here's the thing that I think is the craziest part about it is that, like, you consistently 
in Boston got um, Antetokounmpo in foul trouble trying to defend Al Horford. Mm. The first two games, right? He went back to Milwaukee and he wasn't getting the same calls. So it was strange to see that. Like I thought that that matchup was legitimately like going to be the same way coming back to Boston. But, I mean, I guess Brad saw it differently. I mean, it made sense. Now, does he do the same thing for game six? Absolutely. You really? have to. Yeah. I'm not starting to. semi for game six. Why Why would he? No. After would Marcus he Smart's performance, I'm putting Marcus Smart in. No, it's better for him to I come think, off the bench. Yeah, the bench, you're overlooking the strength of the bench, man. You have him what and Morris coming off the bench, and those two guys are the anchors. And whatever you get out of Larkin and, and Baines, you take what you get. But those two guys are going to carry that second. No, I that no, second Morris, I mean, Smart is perfect for him to come off the bench. He's their energy guy. You know, he's dying to you know to make a difference in this series. Plus. Morris Morris has been up and down since game since game three since sure. three four and but the last three games. He's I'm been. sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I think Ojale did his job in game five. You can't expect the same thing out of Ojale in game six. So then, in Milwaukee, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm I'm starting okay. my veterans. So then, what I'm happened? Getting Marcus Smart out there to then not only give me a little bit of a push at the beginning of the game on and, and get it, get a lead. And not depend on basically, uh, no, actually a rookie to defend the best player on his home court after he put up 10 shots. Ojale did his job. I'm, I don't, you cannot keep going back to this Ojale well. You can't. So I think you start smart or you start Morris and you just say, let's go. Let's get, let's get it going from the jump. Or you start Baines. Or you go back to where you were. Either one of you concerned about Jason Tatum? I mean, didn't play much in that fourth quarter. Right, what does that do to his confidence getting heading into game six? I mean, I think Stephen did the right thing. He stuck with what was hot. He stuck with the fact that Marcus Smart was deflecting shots out of Giannis's hands, you know, at the rim. He was making defensive stops. He made the offense-defense switch when he took out Morris and plugged in Smart. And the rest of the lineup was just in the zone. Shemi Ojale, I mean, there was just pretty much no space for Jason Tatum. I mean, how does he bounce back? What do you guys think? I mean, he's going to bounce back fine. I mean, yeah, I agree. I don't. I'm not concerned at all. Okay, I'm not concerned about him because now be, that Marcus Smart's in the mix. I mean, think about it. He sort of has to put up. He has to make this decision in the fourth quarter a lot of the time. And I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, often turn to Shemi. But I mean, you look at Marcus Morris, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know, Terry Rozier. I mean, th- that's six guys that someone's always going to be left out of all those. Yeah. Guys. So that's why. Yeah. That's why you won't see. Monroe at all or not as much. You're not going to see Larkin as much. That's because those are smart minutes right there. Right. I still think he's going to come off the bench. He should come off the bench. That's just me. But when the when when matchups become an issue, he's gonna he's gonna try with these different guys. I mean, the, the Celtics are deep. We always forget that the Celtics are deep. Right. But remember, remember, remember the narrative heading into players. the series, though. Right. Oh, Tatum and Brown. Tatum and Brown. Yeah. And I mean, I, Tatum so, to miss the end of the fourth quarter like that. I mean, yeah, I don't think. Uh, I think. I think that's. That's part of the course, man. I mean, like, you can't expect Tatum to always come in and be like, it's my game. It's, he, he's 20 years old, man. Like, No, I agree. You know what I mean? I like, agree with Stevens. I'm just I'm putting the question out there for both of you guys because I want to know if where his head going to be at for someone who's that young, no, I, I don't, who's, who's used to closing out games the entire series. Oh, game but, five comes around. Marcus Smart comes back into the fold, and he's like, oh, wait a minute. What, what, my role looks a little shaky now at yeah, the end you, of the fourth quarter. You yeah. go with Todd, like you just said. Right, and and that's why I think you know uh, Stevens is gonna he's gonna start shimmy again, 
And no, better not. And we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens in the first quarter before he makes any adjustments. Everything everything so far and everything and every playoff series is adjustments. You make yeah, adjustments. And I, and I think the thing with Tatum is too is like Tatum all year, all year has had to pick his spots. There's been like there's been games, you know, obviously the first round, the first couple games of the first two games of the playoff series, mm-hmm. the last ten games of the year, where it was like, you know, Tatum, go for it, go all out, go all out. Mm-hmm. But like Tatum's always had to pick his spots and he's he's had to earn those fourth quarter minutes. I mean, we look back at the beginning of the year where Tatum was playing those fourth quarters over anybody else, right? Yeah. And he then, was playing over Jalen Brown. He was killing it. He was, he was. the best three point shooter at one point so, for a while, and then I mean, he hit the rookie wall. Yeah, and so, then he bounced back. And so then, yeah, okay. I, 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 I think, I think Tatum understands it's the playoffs. So Brad's going to do whatever it takes to win. And hey, you're starting. You're getting minutes. If you perform in those minutes, then you'll probably play at the end of the game. But so. let's let's give let's give some credit to to the Bucks defense, you know, because no, Jalen Jalen wasn't didn't have it going all night, and because those those were the two guys that killed them and possibly could have beat them in in the previous game in Milwaukee. I don't. I don't but that comeback any, was all was all. I don't give any credit to the Bucks defense because I said some. I didn't say like all the credit. You know, the Celtics have no but to stop. You know what I mean? Like the Celtics don't have that one guy to stop in a playoff series. The Bucks just have to play like regular defense, and they could probably win the series. That's why I was so wishy washy. Oh, you mean like thirteen blocks and no? I'm games? not talking about blocks. I'm just talking about like you know team defense, like close out on the three pointers. Don't leave guys wide open. We're looking at you, Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, I mean, I'm ta- I'm I'm saying like all you Drew. have to do is have like a uh, if okay right now if Brad Stevens coached the Bucks against these same Celtics. It will be a sweep, an absolute sweep by the Bucks, because the Bucks are the more talented team, man. Hands down, hands down, the Bucks are the more talented. From top team. to bottom, though. From top to bottom, easily. Mm, nope. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. They take... have the best player. They have yeah. the best shooter, and, and then it gets. But that's it. It's, it thins out after that. And they have that's the it. best bench player. And who? Brogdon. 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 Brogdon had one good game. Say Parker. Yeah, Parker's been killing him more than Brogdon. Yeah, I, would say, I would take. I would take. Parker's Brogdon. there. Parker's there. Marcus Morris. All right. I would. I would, in this you, series, if you, if you told me you have to pick between Parker and and Brogdon and Morris, and I mean Smart, you can't. You can't even put Smart in this mix. Yeah, because he just came back. Right. Right. Uh, Morris and Larkin have been your two best bench players. Then without Smart being it. I mean, they have a better bench. I mean, all, all I'm saying is, for the first four games of the series, the Bucks should have dominated. But they cannot play in Boston. They cannot play in Boston. Like the the whole reason why I, I, it's very strange to me. Milwaukee's not a very good home crowd. In, I mean, yeah, you know what? They're actually ranked one of the worst yeah. attendance wise. Yeah, I don't know about noise, but obviously those two usually go hand in hand. Um, yeah, they don't usually they, sell out a lot of a lot it, of games. They fed it to him. I mean, Thon Maker, Eric Bledsoe, everybody's going crazy in Milwaukee, and those are emotional players, man. They they feed off it. So I mean, all I got to say is, don't give any credit to the Bucks defense. All right. So the, what happens in Milwaukee then? The Bucks defense. Well, I mean, be I mean that's why. Down. I mean that's why I don't think Milwaukee's coach is out coaching Brad because. So if that were the Before case, game five, I don't know. But no. if that were the case, why is it? Why isn't Del Dover playing? Del Dover has so much more energy and more and more to 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 give than Bledsoe right now. 
He has he has the more experience. That's mm-hmm. number one. He's scared one. of Bledsoe. Bledsoe should have been benched after game one. That's number one. And then why did it take so long to play Jabari Parker, Parker more? It wasn't until Henson went down. It was just like, oh, I, I got I to gotta go with more, with more guys up front. And, and yeah, but Don, my point is that why, he made. Why the, wasn't Don Maker playing in Boston? In my the point is that games. he made the proper adjustments, though. I mean, it worked out in games three and four. Game three was a blowout, you know. I mean, I. I, I mean, did any of us anticipate Don Maker to be a factor in the series whatsoever? The guy averaged three points. Well, look at look at look at, uh, look at Muhammad. Muhammad. Every time they they play him sporadically, and when he comes in, he kills the Celtics. Yeah. So why isn't he playing more? That's because what I'm saying. Because their coach is an idiot, and he has. That's no what I'm saying. Power. So that's, why. that's that's the problem. He he can't have him play defense. Like it's just. If the Celtics aren't able to shoot, then they may win. See, like, Jonas might be the best player in the series, but he's yet to take over any game. Mm. He hasn't taken over any game. <laughs> he hasn't taken over any game. He's averaging 27 points in the series. Okay, but the last three games, he's he's, he's been scoring under 20 points. I mean, that, that game when he came out. Under 20 hit, points. He, 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 he scored, scored under 20 points once. That was game four. Okay. Game five, excuse when me. When did he go eight for eight to start the game? The Bucks won that game. That was game three. He's game averaging three. 27 points in the series. Game and three the blowout, was game three. Giannis crazy. took over that game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like he's taking over because then if that if that were the case, then the series would be they'd be leading the series, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think I think it all comes down to the Bucks can't defend two rookies. That's what it really comes down to. You know what I mean? I think, and this is and I still this, this, is, this is a big example of what happened in Game Five. Especially in that third quarter where things got really sloppy. I, I think both teams have guys that tend to start playing hero ball. And that's exactly what happened when it was just like, miss, run up, jack up a three. We either make it or miss it. Back at the other end, it was like everyone's playing hero ball and everyone's getting really emotional. That's when all the fights started happening. That's when the, you know, the scrapping happened between Bledsoe and Rozier. When it comes to the discipline, defense, I felt like... The Celtics locked things down in the fourth quarter, but in that third quarter, when the Celtics let up and the Bucks, what they pulled to within four, they were almost in trouble there until Morris hit a three, Horford hit a three, Smart checks back in, and then just locked down. There was just locked down defense from there, and the Celtics pulled away with the win. Yeah, I mean, Mark Smart's back. Yes, yeah, get, get to going about your boy Smart. The series is over. It's over. You said you said they couldn't win without Smart. They can't. They probably would have lost. Game, I don't uh, think they, they win game five, lost game five without Mark I don't Smart. Think they, yeah, I don't think they win game five without Smart. I, just, I don't yeah. think so either. I think one of those runs that the Bucks went on would have been would have been a dagger. So, I so mean, now they have Smart. You think they're good for game six? Yeah. Uh, All right, I got Bucks winning game six. All right, so back to John's real quick. Sixteen last game, he scored twenty seven in game game four and scored nineteen in game three. That's a pretty good game. What are you doing game two and game one? Yeah, game three is a blowout. They were sitting on the bench like half the fourth quarter. I still don't think he's taking over the series. <laughs> one, one of the games I think he's <laughs> He has like the best numbers out of anybody points. in the series. Yeah. <laughs> I said I was averaging 27 points. Yeah, but like I'm talking about like. No, he did. He and you, and, you, and, and, you, and even, you even admitted it last week that Giannis, for them to completely just win this series without, I don't know, without worrying about defense, he would have to score like 40 plus a game. And he doesn't have that in him. Mm. He doesn't. I mean, the, the killer instinct isn't there yet. It still is not there, which I I totally, totally agree with. That's what I mean when I say taking over. And but he has it. at the same time, like, he has easily been the best player on the floor. Anytime he's on the floor. Except when Marcus Smart's out there to just shit all over him. Like, Marcus Smart came in and made, I, I like, I, I don't know. I want to see what type of Antetokounmpo shows up in, in game six. Back in Milwaukee. 
Back where he's comfortable. Like, because he looked scared in game five. He was passing shots underneath the basket where he can just go up with one hand and dunk on the other side of the basket. I, think, he wants to. I think that's when the defense came in, though. The Celtics, the Celtics made it tough for him. They made him uncomfortable. All I, I got to say is Marcus Mount will play. So Celtics should win. Celtics should win. Drew, what do you think? Who wins? Well, I still got my original prediction. Celtics in six. They'll wrap this up. Bada bing, bada boom. Celtics in seven. Yeah, I, I you just I want your boy Gary to come visit you. What? <laughs> Sway just wants to go on. Sway's going on the road. That's why he's not telling no. us. No. He's going on a flight after this podcast. Dude, they just don't look good on the road. They, they don't. Really they look like shit place. on the road. Looks terrible. And hey, has, has Al Horford ever won a road playoff game? Yeah. The Bulls last year. Yeah. Okay. In Cleveland. Too. And I'm sure he did it at some point in Atlanta. But in Cleveland. Anyways. <laughs> no, in Cleveland. He did it against yeah. Cleveland last year. I feel year. like Al Horford sucks on the road. Um. Yeah, he's I a little, feel like he sucks on the road. He was a little, yeah, he's a little passive. Like, but I don't, heck, I don't have any stats to back it up. I threw Al, that stat out there. Just ask the question. What Al did in Game Five was exactly what. Yes, at home, Seattle. Al at 15 home. Fifteen attempts is, is, is amazing. Twenty plus points inside, outside. That was good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, just a heads up. Either way, the Celtics will be playing at the Garden Saturday night, eight o'clock. Whether it's Game Seven or Game One, that is. Uh, the plan set in place. So Saturday night, TD Garden. So it's either the Bucks or the. Is it happening on Saturday night? Saturday night, no matter what. Well, the so the question is: Are they playing the Bucks or are they playing the Seventy Sixers? Mm. Oh, really? They got the same game scheduled at the same time, huh? That's right. What if the Celtics win and they go to Game Seven? Then they play Saturday night. Hey, o'clock. They still play Saturday night. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, a couple weeks ago, uh, Sean talked about a way the Celtics could get Kawhi Leonard. And Joel and I, of course, laughed at him because we just thought that he was just saying it just to say it, which I'm I mean, pretty I, sure I he was. No, 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 but just to say it. Pretty no, but, sure he was saying but it just let's, to say it. Let's remind everybody what, what his, his proposal was. My original proposal is to trade Brad Stevens and, and or. No, I forgot you had Brad Stevens in it. Yeah, that Brad was it. Stevens and. <laughs> Jalen Brown slash Jason Tatum, pick one. Yeah. For Greg Popovich and Kawhi Leonard. Okay. So then you went into this whole, you know, diatribe and we were flying into outer space for a little bit after you went way too long with that. And then you finally brought up a question that made me and Sway go, hmm, if you were the Celtics, would you trade Kyrie Irving straight up for Kawhi Leonard? And me and Sway were like, hmm. I realized I had to be. I had to go on your Earthlings levels. Right. <laughs> so let me break it down. Don't for you think guys. outside the box, guys. Yeah. Just do what you think. Right? Well, it's interesting because ESPN put out this article of uh, possible destinations for Kawhi Leonard if the Spurs were to trade him during the offseason. And the Boston Celtics are on the list. And look who's part of the deal. None other than Kyrie Irving. Now, one of the options, of course, of the Boston Celtics, Kawhi Leonard to the Celtics. Spurs would get. Kyrie Irving, Boston's 2018 first-round pick. That's stupid. And because they make the exact same money, pretty much, Come exactly out, yeah. down to the dollar, no other players have to be included. included. Yeah. Player just the draft for pick. player. The draft pick is mano mano. just a sweetener. No, I wouldn't even include the draft pick, man. Just straight up? I'm sorry. Kawhi didn't play the entire season. Uh, 
Kyrie did. So you give us a draft pick, motherfucker. All right. Well, how about this one? Because your boys included in this one. How about this one with the Philadelphia 76ers? No, wait. Now. Can you go into the... All right. You're going to get there? What? The worst part about this article? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'll, the, I'll get there eventually. The Lakers, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, let's get into uh, Philly. Was oh, this written by like a Lakers fucking No, it's dude? that stupid... Um, the dude that's on the... He'll be on the jump. Um, no, it just says staff. Well, uh, no, no, Yeah, Hassan, that dude. That dude's whack. I hate that dude. Hassan Whiteside? No, I'm not Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> it's like Hassan... He writes? It's like Aminu or something. I forget. Alamid. Yeah. All right. 76ers. Al Farouk Aminu. Kawhi Leonard and Brandon Paul, which I like that guy. He's a good point guard. Um, Or he's on his way to being one. Dario Saric no, for Dario Saric, Markel Fultz, your boy. That's all Fultz. <laughs> What up, Jared? What up? Jared Bayless and wait, you can't throw Bayless in there. You can't throw Bayless in first there. round pick. That's no. not a bad deal. That's, a, that's if you're San Antonio. I think that's a, I mean, be, I'm that's a, huge, a better deal than the Celtics deal. It is. I'm a huge Saris guy. You got plenty of upside, uh, upside with yeah. with Markel Fultz. You got two young guys, coming and in. you have the first round pick. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: Sixers will not do that because they could keep. Fultz and Sarich and just sign LeBron James. I think the Sixers are sold on signing LeBron James. But what if they? But what if they they strike out? Yeah, this is a good plan B. No, good plan B. If you're Philly, would you do this? I would. I would. Yeah, if you're Philly, you kidding me? Kawhi Leonard, Simmons. You finally have a closer. That's my always. That's my thing with Philly. Philly doesn't have a closer. Who the hell's gonna shoot on that team? Kawhi Leonard? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I mean, that's where they're gonna get Kawhi Leonard. You get a closer. He's gonna put up twenty five a game. Yeah. You have Ben Simmons as the facilitator. I mean, I mean look, you know JJ Reddick's going to yeah, demand actually, more dollars. Yeah, He's a free agent. Well, Embiid up front to defend. All right, they're shooters right now. JJ Reddick, Bellinelli. I think I those think those they're they're, they're going to go. They're not going to sign when they resign there. That team is stagnant. Okay, well this is this is in the case he doesn't happen. Know, that that doesn't happen. But I, hear me out. Hear I, me out. I, I, if you're the Boston Celtics, yeah. do you nip this in the bud by making a deal yourself? Yeah. So that you don't end up having to face those guys with Kawhi Leonard and Ben Simmons and all the here's guys my, I just here's mentioned. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay. Um, or do you ride with what you have? If I'm the Celtics, I'm riding with what I have. I think that team can knock off the 76ers even with Kawhi Leonard. If I'm if I'm the Spurs, I just try to build around the Marcus Aldridge at this point. You know what I mean? That's a terrible idea. I mean, he only has one year left. Well, no, not just that. No, I don't, he I don't he mean, needs help. I don't mean build, he clearly oh, needs help. I don't help. mean build around, but I mean like. You just said that. Oh, you mean like resign like Manu and no, no. Tony Parker? Get rid of Manu. Get rid of Parker. And <laughs> oh, just try to up, find some free agents that can like. He has a couple of months to think it over, Sean. Pe- all right. He's trying to figure out if he wants to keep playing or not. All right. All I mean is that like you can sign three max guys, right? San Antonio? San Antonio? One max guy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You have Lamarcus, yeah. You have Kawhi, who are taking up probably combined like sixty to sixty-five million on the calories. No man, so he's got right. one more year at eighteen. Kawhi and Demar- uh, Lamarcus is also earning about that. He took okay. a pay cut, so you have a ton of money to spend. Like you could probably potentially two max guys, depending. Sign Paul George and just be like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you, the Spurs don't need Kawhi. They have a lot of. They have the best coach in the league and a lot of cap space. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, but that's why you. That's why you flip them. Well, I just, I just, I just think that, like, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I would love, absolutely love Kawhi Leonard in a Celtics jersey. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I think I voted him last year as I think my top three player in the league. Right. 
But and this year I was gonna have him probably top three again, but you guys didn't let me put him in. <laughs> he only played nine games. Doesn't matter. I had him in my top ten. Christ. I had him at number ten by default. Anyways. <laughs> so do you let it ride or what? You, no, if you're the Celtics, do you trade for him? Or wait, what? If I'm the Spurs, I don't. I just let him sit there. If he's making 18 mil, doesn't matter. So you let him come off the books I if he's like to leave? I got like 17 D-leaguers. But nothing. I, I, no, I, I got 17 D-leaguers who are playing minutes who are costing me about a total of $3 million. I can put LaMarcus Aldridge. You know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to sign a big fish. I'm going to sign a Paul George. I'm going to sign a... Who knows? LeBron James. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be in on those players, just to try to make up for the fact that yeah, Kawhi, you can either come and play this year with the best player that I just signed, or you're gone because we signed a player. You know what I mean? Mm. I just feel like the Spurs have a lot more possibilities. They don't have to trade Kawhi. This is not a this is not a New Orleans situation. All right, last one. Um, well, there's a Lakers one, but. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, this that's why. This, 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 this is this is this is this is the dumbest the dumbest trade. Literally, I yeah. predicted what they had for the Celtics, but I thought this article lost all credibility from the jump. And what Sean's talking about is the trade for Kawhi Leonard in exchange for Brendan Ingram. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like like and like, Andre Ingram as well. Like anybody, <laughs> Andre, Andre's yo, there. Andre, my boy. Andre's in there. Popovich is like, come on down, son. Benjamin Button, <laughs> come on down, son. <laughs> Been locked up for all those years. <laughs> We're gonna get you. I knew you didn't do that, Andre. Gonna get your NBA career started at age thirty-three. I think we can squeeze out two years out of you, man. All right, Miami. So, Kawhi Leonard to the Heat and Patty Mills got thrown in there. Goran Dragic, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, and Bam Adebayo. What, what was That's that last one? Pretty good. Adebayo. Oh, that's not Except a bad. The deal. fact is, you're giving away your. Superstar. I, I still think the Philly the no, Philly deal is the best one. Though. You never trade. You never trade. That's not a bad deal though. You never trade horse or ponies. Though. That's not awful. Those it's are not, all ponies. Those are all ponies. Yeah, it's not awful, but I mean, I just think you have plenty of upside with the Philly deal. That's yeah, sorry, no, you, you, do, you do. You do. Like when going back no. when you go back to the Celtics deal, you know the uh, Kyrie straight up for Kawhi. You know, after reading that, I I thought about it right because a few weeks ago I was like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. But I mean, from the San Antonio standpoint, how how healthy is Kyrie? Right, and then on Boston's on Boston's end, like how how healthy is Kawhi? Right, and then and then are you saying that all right? Then you're gonna you're gonna go all in on Terry Rozier being your starting point guard? That would have to be the case, yeah. Yeah. So and then you could you have to re up on Smart. That would be a given. And Hayward comes back, and you're not obviously you're not including Brown or Tatum in the deal. And you might have a team to battle with, like in San Antonio, and trying to sign Smart like up the the offer that they. To retain smart services, you say San Antonio would try to get him. San Antonio, or yeah, I, don't, I could see smart yeah, playing San Antonio. I would, I, if um, San Antonio had a contender right now, and Kawhi was staying, Marcus Smart would be the person they go out and try to sign this year. One thousand percent, I could I see agree that. With that one hundred percent. But at the end of the day, for the Celtics, but, why even why rock the boat? I mean, like you said, they're both a little, you know, they're, they're both. I don't call them injury prone, but they're both coming off of major injuries. Yeah, you um, already seen that. Kyrie Irving clearly works, put together one heck of a season before he went down. You know Hayward is coming back. You don't have to worry about re-signing Brown or Tatum. I mean, your your core is there. Yeah, you don't have to make Why? that. Yeah, you don't have to make that. You no, when, when, no, you're right. You don't have to. But when, when Jalen Rose brought this to the forefront, 
He, immediately, he, one of those guys. Yeah, but immediately, immediately it was like, oh no, you're gonna get rid of Horford. Like, like, why would San Antonio take on more contracts, yeah, more right, money, right? And you, and you just assume, oh no, and more years, you're gonna keep on yeah, more years. You're gonna keep like Kyrie's not even in the picture. So now you're gonna have yeah. two 31 year olds in your front court and Paul Gasol coming off the bench. That's right. what that would be San Antonio for the next two years. For the next two years. So I don't know, but if you were gonna make that deal, that would make more sense. It's just. Player for a player swap. I don't know about that draft pick, but whatever. It's here or there. I don't All right, know. We'll see know. what happens, man. Plus, I, I, the, the drama will unfold like it always does yeah. in the NBA. We'll see what happens during the offseason. You know, I just feel like. I still think they can still mend fences. I don't know. It's just me. I don't know, man. It's San Antonio, man. I feel like when it comes to any coach who's had a job for like over a decade, the way Pop has, this type of thing is just inevitable. Any coach. And I'm looking at you, Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like after a while, players just zone you out. It'd be weird if Pop and Belichick they just don't believe in the culture burnt anymore. Out the Bill's same like year. me. I mean, he's like Gronk's back, but it's really Gronk back, dude. Who knows? I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Cause think about it, Sean. Plus everything. If, if Ginobili decides to hang it up, if Parker's like, ah, I'll give him one more year. What if Popovich is like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, everything. No, I happened. just lost my I, wife. I 1,000 yeah. percent agree. That's why. Yeah. That's why I said that the my heart's big not thing, in it anymore. Like it if used you to want, be. if you want the best rebuilding coach, you do send Brad Stevens down, and you get the best. <laughs> you get the best coach. Stop trying to trade Brad Stevens. I'm gonna trade Brad Stevens and Jalen Brown for Pop and Kawhi any day of the week. I mean, on the flip side too, like Kawhi, that's a lot of money he would be walking away from. Oh yeah, you're walking away from Supermax. He's yeah. at the end. He's at the end of his twenties. He's what, twenty seven, twenty eight. Right. So then, if you're if you're the organization, forty five, fifty if million. Jesus. If you're upper management <laughs> and you can't find a way to swing a deal that you feel like is worth it, who's to say they're not going to say, you know what? Why don't we just if you two can't figure this out, how about we start with Kawhi? Would you trade Brad? We Stevens? got Lamarcus Cousins. I mean, Lamarcus Cousins, Lamarcus Aldridge. Aldridge. Yeah, done the same. And Pop, look. We appreciate everything you've done for us, but listen, we're going to go a different route now. And I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens in New England. Bing bong. With Belichick. All right, let's just, let's just stick to the NBA guys, right? I don't want to talk about... Guys, Hulk, He's got to go. <laughs> Hulk dies in the Avengers. Oh, and another thing. Actually, no, seriously. And another thing, guys? Hulk yeah. dies. Stop saying things. He did. Stop talking about movies. Stop that right now. Relax. Speaking of the Patriots, weirdest thing. Okay, so Hulk died in the Avengers. After game five, I'm heading to the locker room. They have us held up in the hallway. You know, I got to wait till the you know the team is done or they, Stevens is they done. Said, they said, "Wait here, bitches." Yeah, Later. they were like, "Stevens is is giving everyone props right now." Yeah. Wait, wait your turn. Nate farted again. <laughs> no, no, that was in Cleveland. Nasty motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, dirty motherfucker. They had the dudes in the mask. They were like, "No, no, don't go further." Nasty motherfucker. No, this is a quarantined area. Yeah, so all the like. Um, Celtics owners come walking out. They come out with their, you know, friends or whatever. You know, Wick and uh, Pauluka and people who look like him. And the last person I see come out of there is none other than Alex Guerrero. Nah, huh. for real? Yes. Are you sure? Alex Guerrero. Say what else to him? TB12. Make sure it was him. TB12. The the TB12 method mastermind himself. I wonder what he's doing in there. Fuck is he doing then, bro? I have no idea. The I, first thing that came to my mind was this dude has to be working on Kyrie. Yeah, that oh. somebody's trying to like sell him. They're like, you don't want the Patriot. You're not gonna like work for the Patriots. 
You gotta work for us, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Oh shit! So now you gotta go to Milwaukee to see if he shows up there, bro. Or is he working on Hayward? Or is, uh, or is he just or is he just preaching TB12 method to everybody? Whoa! I just thought it was weird. Why after Game Five? What do you give him a little pep talk? Hey, who's the head trainer there now? It ain't Eddie LaCert no more. No, it isn't. Ooh, hasn't been since the end of last season. Uh, I just thought it was weird. Guerrero. <laughs> I mean, he sort of has that face now, too. That better. he has that familiar face, but I was just like, no, man. I, I watched enough of Tom like, versus Time to know that like that was. Play, him. I believe you, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you would say it's Guerrero if it wasn't Guerrero. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I don't know. His name had weird right Stay there. tuned for that. Yeah, that was a little weird. Stay tuned for that. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if you start hearing more reports that he's been around the team and those type Sway of things. Sway at it first. Sway at it first. Those type of things you you don't really you can't hide it. But maybe maybe he's just a Celtics fan. Just wanted to say what, what up to, to to the players. So. Yeah. It, it, Either way, he he was in there after the game. Sway had some pictures of him leaving, but uh, he had the camera on backwards, so it was just inquisitive faces of Sway. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that came out. This is one thousand percent true. <laughs> so it was like, "Hey, yo, Alex!" And the dude just took off running. And he, he was he like, was "Nah, like, I'm pretty sure that was him, man." I don't, I don't really understand if that's Alex Guerrero or not. Very inquisitive, Sway. Probably got it. He was like, at, he "Was like, what's good, Papa?" He even had that look on his face too. It was just kind of like, "I wasn't supposed to be here this long, damn it!" The <laughs> media's here. With the shit. media's, oh fucking shit! Media's here. Tom's gonna kill me. Oh, that fucking little Spanish kid definitely saw me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm what like pointing at him, like staring right in his face. He's like, like Guerrero, is that you? Reminds me of a young me. Ah, <laughs> oh, the good old days. Let him live. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this one up, guys. That's where we wrap up every single episode of the Causeway Street Podcast with our trip around the NBA with Joel's In Case You Missed It. No talk about LeBron James today. In Case You Missed It. Philly fans, Philly fans, you can finally celebrate Meek Mill after the long-awaited release of... Your Meek, boy, Meek Bills. Oh, I'm a boss. Oh, oh, and by the way, the Sixers you made it to the second round hey. for the first time. Hey, hey, it's a win-win for Philly. Huh? Since 2012. Quick question. How come other rappers from Philly, like, I don't know. Will Smith. Eve, Will Smith, <laughs> Beanie Seagulls. Yeah, Freeway. Why don't they get oh, yeah. any? Oh, Freeway. Thank you. Jesus, that's a good one. Yeah. Why can't they get this kind of love from Philly? Because I mean I think they put in the work. I actually I actually thought about I actually <laughs> they're like yo we we fucking put the path down. I know right? laid it down for you. Uh, guys. Yeah, I I talked about it with somebody today. You know DJ Jazzy they, Jeff like yo they put the they put Philly on the map man. Yeah, they someone gave me like a shitty answer. <laughs> oh you asked this question to a Philly? I I no I asked this I asked Philly somebody, native. Somebody goes yeah hey, Meek Mills filled and I was freed and I was like ah nice. Do you like Meek Mill? He's like yeah, great rapper and I was like. I don't think anyone thinks Meek Mill's a great rapper. It was just all this hype about people going to visit him. I just feel like people are very, very upset with, you know, social unjust. And somehow, Meek Mill is now going to have an endless fucking rap career from this shit. Where he was literally a middle-of-the-road rapper. Yeah. He's going to, his first album he's going to put out after he gets, like, I don't know. Yeah, he did, he did six months in the America's fucked up. You got fucked up, like you know, it was bullshit. Why you got locked up? But, yeah, and I think like, I think everyone should have been like free Meek Mill, like for a like reason. because of that. But you don't have to go out and buy his album. Yeah. He's not a great rapper, and I don't want any more rappers rapping like Meek Mill. All right, <laughs> this is you don't mimic what he does rapping wise. Okay? We're trying to hear you screaming in the mic. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Rah, rah, rah. No, I don't need that. All right, get a little flow in your game, and then get get arrested, and then go to jail. All right. <laughs> don't go to jail before you fucking 
Hey, man. Well, if you do go to jail, make sure you get visited by Bob Craft. Yo, yo, Meek Meek was the second best rapper in Maybach Music Group, right? Uh, third, third best after Wall. Yeah, about to say after Wall. This is Wall A, man. Okay, okay. It, it doesn't mean much. DC, I'm, baby, DC, because the, the the group is not great. But. Yeah, I would, I would argue it's one of the worst fucking put together rap groups of all time. <laughs> I mean, the only one that I would, the only one that I would argue is worse is that uh, Lil Pump Gucci Gang shit, man. Whatever the whoever the fuck is <laughs> that's a, Gucci a crew. Gang. That's not a crew, is uh, it? There is definitely a crew in the Gucci oh, Gang shit, man. man. You just don't fucking know because you're not 14 coloring crayons. I'll take I'll take ASAP Mob out over those dudes all day. Oh, ASAP Mob any day. ASAP first. I take him over. ASAP I take him over MMG. Yo, who was it? There was who was the other dude at MMG? Who's in MMG? Was it Gutter Gutter? No. Gutter Gutter. Oh, okay, no, that was Little Wayne's. Group. No, there's yeah, another. That, there's another one. Millionaires. Yeah. That's something went like that, that's Sean's. Uh, no, no Gunplay. Was it like Gunplay? Glory days for Sean oh, over there. That, that fucking <laughs> I'm gonna gutter. Yo, that was fucking gun- song. What's that song? What's that song? Uh, what bedrock. That there? Bedrock. No, yeah. Bedrock. Don't fuck with Bedrock, man. That Everyone song, on that fucking Young show. Young Money was awful. No, Young Money was straight. You had Drake. You had Wayne. No, the song was awful. That bedrock song was. I didn't was care. Off. I just it was like it was like a little bit of taste taste everything. No, the dude, yeah. the dude I'm talking about is Gunplay, right? This is the dude on MMG. <laughs> I, I believe so. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fortunately, he decided to go with that yeah. rap name That's for a career, and as you can see, it didn't stick because he's not around much. So let let's be honest. When Meek Mill's album. Yeah, he's got to put that, that out what's like that? No, what's tomorrow, what, right? What's that? Because Dreams and Nightmares or whatever. He doesn't really have to album? do anything. He just put out a couple of songs. What's that album? That's it. Yeah, that was it. Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah. Good album. I think it's a it's a listenable hip hop. Well, what do you do? He only did two, right? He didn't do that many albums. No, I said that. He did a mix. That's his a only mixed good days. album. If he yeah. has another one, it sucks because that song, that song, the intro on that album is one of the one of the top like fifty oh, hip hop intros yeah. of all time. Yeah, How it, it takes it, it goes with it, and you just feel it. The rest of the album. Hold on, wait a minute. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the album sucks. So like, y'all thought I was finished. Yo, I. I actually really enjoyed that song. The first time <laughs> Sean's I like, it. I thoroughly thought he was finished. I was like, and he started oh, rapping again. He's not finished. <laughs> I, d- I waited a couple minutes and he's not finished. <laughs> he said, hold up, wait a minute. He's like, I'm waiting. <laughs> and I'm like, the beat is about to go fucking down. He's like, oh, he's back. So, I don't know. Don't give me mails too many cred. Like, no, nice I'm, I'm not. I'm just trying nice to. I'm just trying to figure out why nice Philly, Philly is so obsessed with this dude. All of a sudden, I mean, he he, he rang the bell at the you know the last game. Yo, what, game that's five. what happens when Bob Kraft comes. Yo, not even yo, not even a, a, not even a. I got that kind of love. No, I mean, I will, I will give you this. Meek Mill should not have because he couldn't do the. Uh, Meek Mill should not have been put in prison. What was it called? He man? got fucked. The statue challenge, or the heck that was. No, the statues. We had to stay still. I just made that up. It wasn't called that. I forget what it was I called. But like, you stay still and that stupid song. He was like moving his hands, like, yeah. like bro. It's well, not a, it's yeah. not a video. It's like the whole, like a still the whole shot. section was doing it. Like, still, he just kept like, yeah. like shaking his head yeah. up and down. Wait, like, who did? Hey, Alan Iverson. No, yeah. <laughs> you didn't get the concept. Hey, Poor guy. Bro. All I gotta say is, Meek Mill, I'm happy you're free. Just don't rap. So I guess he is finished, huh? Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all thought I was finished. Well, about to blow your mind with this shit. Well, of course, yeah. You thought I was finished? The Sixers. Wait a all, minute. And all their Meek Mill glory will be waiting on the winner of the Celtics and Bucks. I do love how Robert Kraft, Trump supporter. Yeah, I thought I was finished. You just decided to say, you know what? I've been on the wrong side of the fence this entire time. Meek oh. Mill, free Meek Mill. You know what? 
OG. I'm gonna get him freed. I wouldn't be surprised OG if Kraft. Robert Kraft literally just went to somebody and said, "Hey, can you free Meek Mill?" And they're like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, Meek Mill, the rapper." He's like, "Yeah, I can if I want to." <laughs> He's like, Why? Can you do that for me? <laughs> then he just goes on the next day. Free Meek Mill. <laughs> Done. Fucking, these backdoor old white people conversations, man. They they can do anything they want. And then and then, and then it goes back to the. You he know, probably talked to like back to Hines, the Garden for like, like Celtics and Bruins games. Yeah, Kraft macaroni and cheese and Heinz ketchup, just Mister and Mrs. <laughs> Then Hellman's, Mrs. Hellman's was over there too. Oh, jeez. They're like, Meek Mill? Who's Meek Mill? Didn't he, didn't he give them the Patriots plane for them for him to fly wherever he wanted to go? Oscar Minor Wiener's over there. All right, in case you missed it. <laughs> I think we should free Meek Mill. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You're right, Robert Kraft. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who Give combined for uh, 55 points in uh, Sunday's Game 4 loss against the Bucks, became only the second tandem age 22 or younger in, in, in league history to accomplish that feat in the NBA playoffs. Who did this? This was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Wow. They were one point shy of tying KD and Russ with 56 when they did it in OKC back in 2010. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. It. The the last good like young tandem. 22 years or younger. Mm. Crazy. Maybe they'll do it again right now in game six tonight. Now. I'm sorry, sorry. Got too Let excited. me ask you something. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, do they have any possibility to be better than uh, Westbrook and Durant or no? Yes. Yes. Really? Yeah. At that time? No, right now. Russ took it took it to another level after Durant left. I'm saying, do you think Brown or Tate, uh, Tatum? Right now in this playoffs run? What you just saying, saying in general? Like career-wise? Career-wise. Do you think that? Yeah, there's always a chance. Brown and yeah, Tatum. of course. Have the talent, balls, all the stuff to I mean, be Westbrook and Durant in their career. There's always a chance. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look at Durant. Durant, he's grown what, like, like seven inches since he's been in the NBA. That's helped him. Yeah, he's uh, seven foot four now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and he refuses to, to accept that he's a seven footer. So it is what it is. Mm. All right. In case you missed it, one year ago today, ladies and gentlemen, a great moment in Causeway Street history. When this happened, uh, Joseph Pavone, Causeway Street blog. Fred, did you see uh, Isaiah carry the ball at all in this game? No. Yep. Josue <laughs> pissing off a one Literally for Fred Hoiberg. Oh, it's been a year already. Favorite Coach of the Chicago oh, Bulls. I must have shown that to literally everyone in my family. I was the, that bitch was that shit was party. everywhere. Fucking. I love to hear that episode. That was a great episode. Oh, when, yeah. 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 It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> shots were fired in that episode. Shots, shots were, were fired. fired. What up, Vince? Vince. I was no, ready to go. Fucking Vince. I was ready to go. No, you were ready to go. I haven't seen you, that dude since. You were ready to go. I wonder go. why. That, mother, that, motherfucker, <laughs> that motherfucker sneezed Elo Green's butt somewhere, dude. In the middle of nowhere, dude. That's what he's doing. I think the bull, because the Bulls are so bad this year, he missed. He didn't He didn't make the trip. So yeah, I didn't I see wonder, him. I wonder yeah. why. Either that or he just was just like, I'm not I'm not going to be a beat writer this year. I'll see you, Vince. I'll see you when I. I'll see you next year. <laughs> Maybe he's making his name for make himself tomorrow. Make the trip next time. Make the trip next time. All right. In case you missed it, happy anniversary, guys. Four years ago, Ted. Well, this week, because it'll be in a couple days. First episode of the Causeway Street we Podcast shit, dude. dropped. We went live for the first time. Damn. 
Four years. Four years ago. Four huh? years. Was that at those? You would think like it would be more than a hundred. Yeah, we was out in like East Bumfuck, Woburn. Mm. <laughs> Actually, we were talking about the <laughs> we were talking about the two getting fired before and Bomber. Your boy Bomber got yes. the uh, yeah <laughs> got the spot. Oh no, he oh, got yeah. he got um he got banned from the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sterling. Sterling. Thank yeah, you. That was Donald our first Sterling. episode. We were talking about the playoffs. I, I was yeah. actually bad psyched that you day. can you bang were... them. <laughs> you can have sex with them. Jesus. These are direct quotes from Sterling, by the way. He's not just saying them say, randomly. I will say, I'm, I'm you can blow them. them. Just don't bring them to the games, please. That woman was trying so hard for him to say the N word. He's like, bring who? You know, them. <laughs> but who? Who? Word who on the street about? is um, Donald Sterling had a big, big factor in Meek Mill getting released. Bitch, I'm a <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> he tried to clean up his image. Jesus, him and him and Trump came into a mutual agreement. They're like, Meek Mill needs to get out of jail. <laughs> They were like, do you even but know who Meek Mill is? don't come to the basketball games, all right? They're like, but you don't know the team anymore. No, if you take a matter. picture, don't post it on Instagram. You can do Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you can do Twitter. But I, I know the moneymaker, honey. Huh? <laughs> don't put it on Instagram. <laughs> and I'll see you tonight. So four years later, fellas, and we're going strong. Yeah, I'm You surprised. would think we'd have more than 125 episodes, but that's neither here or there. Yeah. It's a lot of episodes. <laughs> we've been in, we've been out. No, it's a lot of... Yeah. It's about 40 episodes a year, bro. You know, 10, 10, you know, 10 locations later, and here we are. That's and I think we're, we're moving to an, another location in the next few weeks. Yes, Oh, we I can't sure wait for that. Are. All right. Um, I'm, I'm actually... So I'm just going to say this. Uh, where, we, where we did the first uh, episode... The first like was, few episodes, yeah. I was like eighty percent sure we were gonna get just fucking drugged and where we were, like just boned. <laughs> I was nervous about that shit. We like drove mad far. We all to take the same drive home. Like, like the building wasn't like finished yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And you just in the studio like, was straight. straight. Yeah, studio was studio great. Was straight. Studio Which was great. Which was the weird part was like great oh, setup. Oh, like everything. great fucking the studio in the middle of like this. Dungeon. It's like it's like the bait that. Yeah. It's like the podcaster bait. It's like, come on, guys, let's talk about. Let's talk about. You know, take your shirt off. It's like what? <laughs> now come on, come on, come on, come on, man. Yeah, come in. Let's talk hey, about, you guys want a beer? You guys yeah, want a beer? You guys want a beer? And <laughs> they offered us free. We, we're gonna order some pizza. And, yeah, we're gonna order food too. Just take your shirt off. And then, and then, meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like, um, you know, in case something you know happens, <laughs> stop saying you know, take your shirt. That, never, that part <laughs> never happened. <laughs> I was, pizza and beers, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, we offered pizza and beers. That was only like from this the company that we we're, we're not gonna let, name. Let me show you how let me show you how I'm building the brand. Come out of this room with a computer with me. Take a shot off. You know, I was concerned that there was only one way in, one way out. I was like, is there an emergency exit here in case something happens that you we know, need to we like, a make a run for it? We got a famous friend coming in. His name is Ronald Dahmer. <laughs> Brother of Joseph Dahmer, really good friends of mine. Take a shirt off. And yet we survived, folks. We, we, we survived. So you know, you know we were. That was, that was some, we are. We are blessed to have gotten out of there. I don't. I don't like to joke about rape, but those were rapey vibes. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> that is it for. <laughs> Wait. In case you missed it, I remember walking out, and Sean just looks. <laughs> Sean just looks at me and Joe, just like. Those two's are fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just, just me. It might just swear. It's not just me, right? He already established, like, you know, a relationship <laughs> with them. So, like, a working relationship with them. So that, you know, he'd bring us in. And then it was like, all right, we're going to. This is going to be, you know. 
the company that is going to yeah. help us. I'll right. Never, yeah. I never, literally Take never, off the ground. This is before I'll, CLNS. I'll yeah. when, when, when I was like, yeah. I don't know, people why. think of CLNS. Yeah, no, this is like, before CLNS. I, 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 work, I work in tents. <laughs> CLNS did not take, take my shirt off. Okay? <laughs> Yet. Uh, Thank uh, you, Nick. Thank you for that. Um, but I remember the guy was like, hey, let me, let me tell you my sales strategy, man. I'll come over here. I'll come on. Come on. Come on. I was like, okay. So the first question, I sit in the room. He's fucking on his computer trying to figure out how to turn it on for like 14 minutes. He's like, things are loading up, you know? And I'm like, no, nah, it's a black screen, bro. You haven't even pressed the power button on your fucking Mac 2001 yet. All right? Just press the power button. I can see when the whole screen lights up. It's all making the noises and yeah. stuff. Like ding, those, those old computers. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, oh. So he's like, so like here's Windows what 90, I do. Windows 98. Here's what I do. I go to businesses and I tell them about what we're doing. And I see if they want to sponsor. And if they don't, it's okay. Because I just go ahead and I go, oh, all right, cool. So um, how many how many uh, sponsorship you got lined up so far? Well, <laughs> none. But I go out for it. And I'm like. What the fuck am I sitting in this room with this motherfucker for? Mind you, like they were supposed to be. This was supposed to be this a network. To, we were like, "Yo, let's get on this." Yeah, shit. this was supposed to be like let's a network. It. it was supposed to be like a you know up and coming thing, and we were the only sports quote unquote podcast on there. They just it was all like business ex, stuff. They just had ex addicts. It was like, like ex, it was drug like, addicts that were like, "Hey, I'll tell. I'll talk for fifteen minutes about how I used to bang a chick back in the first and later." Oh. <laughs> Cocaine and strippers, yeah. It was like NPR rejects. <laughs> yes, NPR yeah, for rejects. real. <laughs> Literally, like, oh, like yeah, if you're I not good enough for NPR, then there's some wrong. I don't know hacks. about you, but I love telling stories. May fourteenth, nineteen seventy-three, crazy day. Boston Globe got delivered to my doorstep. Oh, Will McDonald was crazy. Called the Patriots a piece of crap team. You can make out with them. Then I did. <laughs> Cocaine forgot the rest of the day. And wow. Welcome to my life. Anyways, 19, May 15th. That's, that's literally what they were doing there. Sounds, like sounds like Donald Sterling's like fucking his heyday. That, yeah, that was like, I really feel like we probably. That's the life he used to live. We shit you just on described Donald, it. We shit on Donald Sterling and with people that love Donald Sterling. Or they live that life. Yeah. Do you think. Dude, that was a good episode. Episode one was a good episode. Sure was. Do you think they listened to us and they were like, these guys suck? I think it'd be hilarious if they still listen to us and they're hearing this right now. <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, dude, them. they're talking about us. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> them. Why, why'd you fucking give- And you know what? Phil, we still don't have any fucking sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> been four years. You still got zero. Your sales scheme does not work. You Ponzi motherfucker wannabe. The whole also the whole remember, company just slips on him. <laughs> He's remember, like, Phil, I'm, I'm Remember I'm, remember when they just went like, Hey guys, uh oh, I know what you're about to say. really love the podcast. We moved our studios to Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> That's not true. Can you guys come out here just to do it again? It's like, what the fuck? So he texts me one day, hey, yeah. <laughs> cool if you just you know go to Kansas City for a little bit. <laughs> That's not true. Do the podcast come back? I'm like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, That's no, not cool. No, first it was Waltham, <laughs> yeah. and then they moved to what Peabody? Yeah, no, that's what that's. They just kept going. North. And then it was like that's Burlington, the Kansas City right that Sean's alluding to. Right it was, now it was, it was like PB. Burlington. And right now like, they're in motherfucking Ogunquit, Maine, bro. What was the Peabody? It was Burlington. North. Burlington, okay. Yeah, it was Burlington. So it was after Waltham, and, and and the setup was nothing like the oh, original. Yeah, it was so much better. Uh, our yeah. setup right now is yeah. way better. Waltham was fucking dope. 
was that's like, when I realized it was like on the corner of the like of like of like the no, side it, of the highway. Like ninety five. Yeah, like, right right all those fuck. That, if we had to make a run was, for it, if we had to make a run for it, booming. We're um, where Tim got married. What is it? Yes, the Waltham exit. That place is booming right now. It was right around the corner from there. What is that? A double tree? There was a Stragas right there too. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying. We didn't start in the best. We didn't start in the best of situations. Mm, but been, we made it here today. We've been, we been through some shit. No rapey vibes in this motherfucker, dude. We're good. <laughs> Zero rapey vibes. All right. On that note, <laughs> yo, shout out yo, to the Bruins, though. Well, first of all, okay, yeah. Well, let's get to that in a second. But first of Woo! all, just to wrap things up, shout out to everyone who's been uh, listening to us, rocking with us, you know, day one, and, week and to week. With me, man. I mean, if you're a day one guy, please uh, hit us up or something because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Four years. <laughs> day one guy, bro. Day one guys. Day one guys day probably one dropped guys off by now, but yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Not. Maybe you'll rejoin us and say, "Hey, I'm gonna listen to those guys." But for everyone else who continues to listen to us, man, we appreciate. It. We really do. Yeah. yeah. Bruins, baby. The bees going to the next round. Kids, is the the brusque is the new fucking. Yeah, how about how about Tommy? Tommy. Tommy waving Tommy! the flag before 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 the puck dropped. One reason why the Bruins won. It was all Tommy. Tommy Heinsohn waved the flag. That's it. I've never seen Tommy so happy, by the way, when he was waving that flag. He was like, they love me in Boston. Ah. <laughs> Just down in shots. By the way, the other night, somebody hit a three-point and he goes, yeah! <laughs> and I was like, that's what I do, Tommy. <laughs> he did that. No, he did that when, uh, when Larkin came in. Like, right after like Smart was in, Larkin came in made a steal. And he was like, like, like that play, huh, Tommy? <laughs> Even Gorman was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, Tommy's, Tommy's just got to the point of just drunkenly yelling at the game, which is the best because that's what I do, man. I do. No, it's good It's good to see Tommy with energy. You guys got something yeah, in common. It's good. It's well, good. also, I mean, if the Celtics don't play game seven and back at home, Tommy's done. And you know what else? Leaves do fall in springtime. <laughs> <laughs> the worst call ever. Jack Edwards needs to be fired at that. He said it twice. Leaves somebody fall in spring. People need to clown him throughout the day, please. The worst call yeah. of all time. I literally just looked up. I was like, did he just fuck? I literally he just thought say like, I really thought the like, leaves fall in you spring. You know, because it that was the Toronto sense. Maple Leafs. And, like, no, wait, and wait. they fell in springtime. Not, not in the Boston. fall where they typically fall. Yeah. No, you know what his backup <laughs> yeah. line was if the leaves won? Leaves spring in the fall. <laughs> Fucking robot motherfucker. The leaves bloom in Boston. That's what he would have said. Everyone's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> thank, All right. thank you guys for still listening. If you're still listening at this point of the podcast, episode 125, game six tonight. Like, and until next time, follow us on Twitter, <laughs> please. You know, Subscribe to us on iTunes. You know, like mid yell, you would just hear like a like, like, someone just pull the plug <laughs> off his mic. Like, dude, stop fucking talking. Uh, hey, by the way, I'm new, done. I'm out. New, new uh, website, causewaystreet.com. Hell yeah. Sounds good. Don't go to the blog, causewaystreet.com. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. By the way, J. Cole kills Lil Pump. Yeah, he does. Kills Lil Pump. Shit's on his life, and it's not that hard to kill the pump. But just like murder, first degree murder, yeah. no regard for human life type it was shit. Like, mm. It was bad. All right. Pump will never have a crew. Bye. 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 <laughs>